0: Hey Pacific Coast Church, pastors Ashley and JF here. We are thrilled to be in this whole series yeah, on awesome. community. Yeah. And last week you kicked it off. It was awesome, it was funny, it was so relatable. Um, Just this introduction on community and why it's so important. And today we're kind of continuing a little bit of an introduction um, in this series on community and why this idea of doing legitimate life and genuine healthy community makes us healthier individuals.
1: Yeah, and you know, I mean, you and I, we both, we've grown up in church. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've seen community done in all kinds of different ways. And we've had lots and lots of experiences, but specifically for you and me, I mean, we've done ministry together for, I mean, since we've really been married. Yeah. And I've even been, I was even meditating on that the last couple of weeks, and I was having this thought, you know, uh, early on we were uh, associate pastors, we were campus pastors mm-hmm. of a church, and really in that season of our life, you know, lots of cool things were happening, and 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 you know, we had kind of college age students coming mm-hmm. and. Um, all across the board, but it was just like a buzz going on and we were on a, a, a college campus and so lots of fun stuff was taking place. And so the, the thing was growing and and there was people coming, some that had uh, gone to church maybe their whole lives and they walked away for whatever reason. And they were coming back and we were having all these different people from different walks of life coming and, and being a part. But I remember this one time, this guy. Uh, had been coming for a few weeks. And I remember he came up to me finally after a gathering of some kind. And he was just like, Man, this is awesome. The fact you guys are on a college campus, a secular campus, and God's doing all these amazing things. And it's just a really, really cool thing. And and and, and I was like, Cool, man. Are you are, are you in with us? Or what do you think, man? You <laughs> want to be a part of this? And he was like, Yeah, I mean, I well. he started doing that whole thing. And I'm like, well, what's the ah? And I'm like, he was like, you know what, man, like, I, I, can't. he's like, can I be honest with you, JF? And I'm like, please do. He's like, man, I gotta be honest with you, man, like, I have a hard, I have a hard time even liking people. And I'm like, what? He's like, I just like, man, I'm telling you, like, it's hard for me, man. I've had all these experiences and I've had, I've had even church experiences, like, I've kind of at a place where I don't even really know if I like people anymore. And you know what I said to him? I just simply said, bro, I get it.
0: Sure. I,
1: I, I I totally get it. And I could kind of read between what he was trying to say. I don't really believe that he meant that he didn't actually like people. Yeah. But what he was really trying to communicate, I think, and I've seen this communicated in various different ways, is you know what, JF? People are just messy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. People are just messy. Yeah. And can it's I just amazing. agree with that? Like, we're all messy, and I'm just when I talk to people, uh, the vast majority of people who are kind of hesitant mm-hmm. about being in some type of a Christian community is, however, they express it to me, it's kind of the general theme. Yeah. JF, people are messy.
0: Yeah. And if you're taking notes today, we have a really spiritual title for you, <laughs> okay? It's People Are Messy. Yep. And it's true. It's true. I mean,. It's true of everyone, right? And there's this one specific scripture that always comes to mind for me when I think about just the reality of how messy people are. And it might not be one that you've ever been taught before, but I think it's really powerful to understand. I want you to look with me at Proverbs 14. I'm gonna read out of the NASB, but it's verse four. And scripture says, where no oxen are, the manger is clean but much revenue now underline this word in your bibles that that word revenue really is accurately translated as gain which makes sense why it would say revenue but but the word there really is gain so much gain comes by the strength of the ox okay what is that talking about well we all want strengthening in our lives we all want gain right we all want to grow that's another way of saying it we all want productivity but so often we don't want that growth or sharpening or productivity or gain we don't want it to involve messes right but scripture's clear i mean we're talking about the wisest individual according to scripture Solomon is writing this and he says that where the manger is clean, right? That's no oxen are there, but there's also no gain. And we have to remember that yes, people are messy, but there's also gain, there's growth, that's right. there's strengthening that takes place with that. And what's funny about what you even said, like we are always you know, hearing from people about how messy people are. Oftentimes we, or we'll just say most of the time, all of the time, it's not really ourselves. We always project the messiness onto each other, right? And so I even think about when we first got married. Right. I mean, let's be honest. You had been obviously a bachelor your whole life, living with your dude best friends. Mm -hmm. I had been um, this academic that lived by myself for way too long, there's dangers in that, right? Because you just kind of live your own way and making my own schedule. And I remember when we first got married, do you remember this? Oh, yeah. When we first got married, he um, lived in Miami, so I moved to Miami and right when we got home from the honeymoon, I moved into the house that you had Mm -hmm. and your best friend moved out. It was
1: lovely. Oh,
0: yeah, it was real lovely. And (laughs) I remember all of a sudden, I remember calling my mom because i would wake up and your dirty socks were like in the middle of the living oh, room well and i'm I mean, like oh this guy's dirty socks
1: I, this- I, I i i can remember you you and sometimes oh my, uh, sometimes you still struggle <laughs> with this one she has this thing. i remember like just the first oh, yeah. weekend i would come into the bathroom that we were sharing and by the way the bathroom that we were sharing it
0: was the size of this table this was <laughs> the
1: whole thing okay and i would come in and like There would be like, biggest pet peeve, like a half cup of coffee that had been sitting there for like all day long. And I'm like, maybe she forgot that one time. I'm telling you, we've been married now for 14 years. I feel like every other day, there's there's a coffee- Because I'm
0: still sipping on it. There's just a coffee
1: sitting there. Sometimes there's like three coffees that are, I'm like, finish the coffee. I'll stop, I'll stop, okay.
0: What is our point? Okay. I never thought of myself as messy i'm not a messy person right he never thought of himself as messy but when we got into each other's spaces we realized that other people were perceiving our normal activity as messy right and i think that that's so important to remember that yes when you get into relationship, when you get into community, there are going to be other people that think your way of doing things might be a little messy, but there's still so much to gain. There's still so much growth. There's still so much strengthening and sharpening that can take place in community. And really our point is it's worth it. That's right. Right?
1: Yes. People are messy, but we truly believe, and Scripture is clear, when it's done right, yeah. it's a good thing. Right. And I talked about it last week. Not only did Jesus teach us mm-hmm. how to live in community, but He modeled it for us. Yeah, that's true. He, he said, listen to what I'm saying about it, mm-hmm. but then watch what I do, and then you imitate me. And so today, we we consider ourselves followers of Jesus, disciples of Jesus. I know many of you do too. If that's the case, well, this is, this is important, important stuff. So today, we're going to look at this idea of community through the actual words of Jesus. I mentioned it during the prayer, Matthew 18. We're going to look at what he said in Matthew 18 regarding this. And so how we're going to do it today, we're going to look at the why we still need community, even though people are messy. It's gonna be our first point, the why. Yep. We're gonna look at the, the how, how do we do it? How do we even do community with people being mess, met, uh, messy? That's the second point. And the third thing we're gonna talk about is the what. What is What does it look like even though people are messy? Because listen, people are all messy, including us, including yeah. you. In the midst of it, we're still called to that. All right, so here, if you're taking notes, here's the first area, you'll see it on the screen, and that is why, why, why engage in community even when people are messy? And here's just like the short answer, right? It's the power, the power, right? If we go to the text, Matthew chapter 18, Jesus is teaching his disciples and he goes into this short parable and really, This is one of those parables that has many different faces, if you will, meaning there's multiple meanings to what he was trying to teach her. So let's look at the text, Matthew 18, and we'll unpack it a bit. It says in verse 12, it says, What do you think? If any man has a hundred sheep and one of them has gone astray, does he not leave the 99 on the mountains and go and search for the one that is straying? If it turns out that he finds it, Truly I say to you, he rejoices over it more than than over the 99 which have not gone astray. So it's not the will of your father who is in heaven that one of these little ones perish. Now, one face of this parable is certainly that the good shepherd is willing to do whatever it takes to come after you. Maybe that's the first time you've ever heard that before. I want you to know, my friend, right now, uh, if you're wondering about who Jesus is, if you're wondering about who our God is, He is a God that 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 seeks after you, and there's nothing that you've done that can separate you from His love. You just simply have to receive that, and that's a whole nother sermon. It's a miracle. Our God is after you. So that's really the first. Uh, thought the first face, the first meaning of that con- uh, of, of this parable. The second face, there's another meaning here, and I love this meaning. I love this idea that the good shepherds, the sh- good shepherd knows mm-hmm. that the other ninety-nine that he left to go after the one are going to be okay, right? And the re and yes, well, how are they going to be okay? The reason why they're going to be okay is because there's power, there's safety, there's comfort within the pack, meaning within community. Within community is where you find safety. It's where you find accountability. And here's the deal. It's one of the tactics of the enemy to break up the community, right? To break people apart. Why? Because when we're isolated, let me tell you right now, I have fallen victim to this lots of times in my life. Where my humanity took over and I isolated. Can I tell you, those were some dark moments. Because Mm -hmm. the enemy is able to tee off on you. To to get you isolated so that now you're on your own. The the power is essentially gone, right? He gets you alone and he's able to come after you. Here's the thing, there's safety with the 99, there is power in community, babe.
0: Amen, and I love the way, I love hearing Jesus's actual words, but I also love the way Ecclesiastes um, phrases it. And let's look together, Ecclesiastes four, starting in verse nine, says two are better than one, because they have a good return for their labor. We go back to that gain, right, meaning they can they can grow more it's all of that verse 10 if either of them falls down one can help the other up but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up verse 11 also if two lie down together and i want to pause there because we talked about a season of work and how it's beneficial during a season of labor, but it's also beneficial, now we read, during this rest period, seasons of labor and rest still require community. Let's look. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken why we're going back to that same point there's power in community and you know i love when we especially we almost always study sermons together regardless of who's preaching but when we're tag teaming we get to talk about it a little bit more and all week long you know we've had these conversations that center around you know well we know the power of community well why aren't more people, especially after COVID, mm-hmm. right? Why aren't more people actively engaging in this idea of really leaning into genuine community? And we kept coming back to the same conclusion this week. Do mm-hmm. you remember? Mm-hmm. It literally was, people don't know how. Right. It's this idea that people are making assumptions, number one, that you're going to expect that I'm perfect and that's not realistic ever, or it's, I need you to be more perfect than you could ever be, so instead, I'll just personally isolate. Yeah, And I think that that's really, such an important point to think about because I love in Matthew 18, what we've been reading out of, it's literally what Jesus addresses next. You can tell that the Lord knew that this was the automatic, the natural question that would arise if you are actually seeking to do community. And so that's our second point today, if you're taking notes. So the first point we looked at We looked at why, right? And the answer was the power. The second point is how? How can I really walk in community when people are messy? And the answer to that is the biblical process. The biblical process. There is an outline, friends, Mm -hmm. that Jesus gives in this passage that helps us understand what to do, not if people are messy, but because people are messy. And he gives us this order, and so I wanna look at it together. Let's start Matthew 18, starting in verse 15. If your brother, and I'm gonna insert, or sister. If your brother or sister sins, and the next word against you, that is what most manuscripts say. I want you to go and look, because it's not just if they sin, if your brother and sister has, you know, sin in their lives or something. No, no, we're talking about sinning against you. So I, I want you to understand that there's no coincidence that Jesus went straight from talking about the power of community to addressing when we hurt each other. Okay? It's gonna happen. Verse 15. If your brother or sister sins against you, go and show him or her. His fault in private. Mm. Go to them, not on Facebook.
1: Yeah, so don't, I can't post stuff on Instagram just without. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Not on TikTok, <laughs> right? Yeah. Go, and this, we're not talking about a stranger. We're talking about the person you're doing community with.
1: Yeah.
0: We're talking about, uh, you know, if the person is a stranger and they cut you off in traffic. Let it go, yeah. let it go, right? No, yeah. we're talking about your brother and sister yeah. in community, if they hurt you, if they've sinned against you, go to them in private. That's the first thing you do. Now, Jesus says, if he or she listens to you, you have won your brother. What does that mean? It means you haven't lost him. You're still in community. You're still in relationship. If they listen, they go, Oh man, I'm so sorry. I didn't, I didn't realize it hurt you that way. Right. Verse 16. But if he or she does not listen to you, then, so this is the second part, mm-hmm. you take one or two in your same community with you so that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, Every fact, every fact can be confirmed. Can I tell you what that, I believe that means? It's helping communication. Mm -hmm. Having multiple people that love you in the room, that love both of you in the room, so that clear communication can be established. I mean, we see this in our marriage all the time, right? I love you with all my heart, but a lot of times my words don't come out the way that I intend them to and I'm not properly communicating what I want, but having two or three people in the room that love you can help with that. Verse 17, if he or she, right, refuses to even listen to them, then you tell it to the church, right? Then you tell it to your whole body, your whole community there. Like, hey, this is what's going on. I want resolution here. And then if he or she refuses to listen even to the whole body, let him be to you as a gentile and a tax collector now i want to make i want to make it really clear here what i believe jesus is saying especially within that culture it doesn't mean that you don't love that brother or sister it doesn't mean that you treat them poorly jesus would have never advocated for treating anyone poorly but he simply meant if that individual is refusing to hear you, to want resolution, to live in peaceful community that is resolved and healthy, then you don't do life with them anymore. You don't allow them in your inner circle. Do you love them? Yes. You can love people from afar, family. I need for you to know that. Sometimes the most loving thing you can do to someone is let them go and make their own choices, right? And not keep them in your inner circle. That's a truth that we don't talk about as often as we should in the church. But there's this idea of choosing community that's going to be healthy and to choose to operate in this biblical process. Yeah.
1: So, so good. And, um, you know, I was even thinking like the, there was this new church plant in this area called Ephesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were, they would have been obviously culturally different than, than you or I, but they were in the same season of life as far as their church as Pacific coast church. And they were a young church yeah, and they were trying to figure it out and they needed leadership and direction and all the things. And the St. Paul, the apostle Paul, writes this letter and in his letter, specifically Ephesians chapter four, he's talking about this yep. thing called community, but he takes it a step further and he talks about unity mm. in community, that's like good. like b- being unified, yeah. despite the fact that we're all messy. Did you know that you can still be unified? That's a, that's a whole deal right there. But great. But I wanna look at the text here because he's talking about what the process looks like. All right, so look at Ephesians chapter four. Starting in verse 14, it says, as a result, right? (laughs) What does that mean? As a result of of leaving a life (laughs) that we used to be in and we've accepted Christ and we want to do what he wants us to do. As a result of all of that, that experience that we've had, Mm -hmm. we are no longer longer to be children Mm -hmm. tossed here and there and by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men by craftiness in deceitful scheming. Verse 15, watch this, here it is. But speaking the truth in love, but speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ. Speaking the truth mm-hmm. in love. Now you just mentioned it. Uh, None of this stuff really works unless you're actually in community. Right. I'll take it a step further, that you actually are in relationship with other people in that community. I'll take it even a little bit further, if you really wanna work this truth and love thing out, uh, there's gotta be some trust too. Mm -hmm. You kinda gotta earn some trust in other people if this principle will apply to whatever situation you find yourself Mm -hmm. in. And I've learned this the hard way earlier on in ministry. But the, the thing about truth is, obviously, we 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 speak the truth. We want the truth. There's things that in Scripture that are very clear about sin, yeah. and ways of living, and stuff that we're called out of. That Paul is just talking about here. So, so there is truth that needs to be spoken, but it has to be done in love. And here's the thing: is it has to be balanced, yeah. right? Because you you were just referring to it. If you speak too much truth, right, without the love. It may fall on dead ears. Yeah. It may not be received. You may the person you're giving the truth through, which they need the truth, obviously. But if you don't, if you do it without the love, then they're just like, "I'm not hearing it." and They bail. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, you get too much love and not enough truth, man. That's where the accountability is thrown out the window, and anything can go, yeah, right? Amazing. And it, you're enabling, absolutely. So you got to have balance there. And so if you if you aren't if you aren't doing this correctly. I'm telling you, it 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 leads to all kinds of things, all, the whole thing. And here's the thing: I just mentioned earlier on in our mm-hmm. ministry, you know, as associates, as just trying to figure all this thing out. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there were a few different times where, you know, this got mixed up or we messed up on this. Where mm-hmm. we were in leadership, and I can remember one time we had two young families mm-hmm. in our campus ministry that we were a part, and 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 they had some. You know, some strife, right? Some maybe some disagreements on some stuff. Let me just say it: one family, the other, they were kind of mad at each other. And so I can remember these family different at different times meeting with us, right? And individually, individually, right? One family over here, and one day we met here, and one day we met here, and we tried to work it out here, and then we tried to work it out here, and we came up with all these things, but we never really like had them come together. And meet and and in love speak truth to each other. And you know what happened? You know what the result was? They both just kind of ended up going their separate ways. Yeah. And it was a really sad deal, but a but a huge learning, learning and life lesson, ministry lesson yeah. for us. And 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 the, the thing is, if if Matthew 18, right? Mm. And this is what I want for our church. If 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 we're if we are, let me say it like this, if we are practicing this principle right here, this action plan. It, it it washes away gossip. Yep, that's right? good. It, it washes away all manipulators. Yep. People that come in with a, with a evil agenda, mm-hmm. uh, they get called on the table pretty quick because mm-hmm. we've been mm-hmm. working this principle, right? Yep. I love this. It takes us back to James chapter five. I mentioned it last week. In fact, my men's small group, we just wrapped up the book of James and it was an incredible time. But the last chapter says this, right? Chapter five, verse 16. It says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. And we've seen this. We've seen marriages healed through this process. We've seen families restored. Lives changed when people were just simply willing, as scary as it might have felt, to just be real with each other, right? And to tell the truth in love. It's what it's all about. And here's the deal, praying for people is important. Mm-hmm. It's a huge thing. Yeah. But I believe God will do even greater things and he'll 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 do greater things even through you if if you're willing, right, to work this principle out. Yeah. And at the end of the day, everyone wants healing, yeah. right? Everyone wants to be restored, but most don't understand the process that God himself designed to bring it about. And were created to be an active part of each other's process all right look at this text let's go back to the text Matthew chapter 18 here look what it says in 8 in verse 18 it says truly I say to you whatever you bind okay it's an old school word mm-hmm. for the word prohibit okay so let's just replace it it says truly I say to you whatever you prohibit on earth mm-hmm shall have been bound in heaven, meaning whatever you work together on here, on earth to prohibit, you make it possible in the heavenly realms for it to be abolished, right? Look at this verse, uh, continue on, it says, whatever you loose, old school word, that word loose really translates better to permit, meaning whatever you permit on earth shall have been permitted in heaven, meaning whatever you work together on earth to permit, you make it possible in the heavenly realms for it to be done. Mm. Verse 19, it says, Again, I say to you, that if two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, right, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. The mm. power of agreement. I just prayed a few minutes ago. The power mm. of agreement in what? In unity, Yeah. right? Verse 20, for where two or three have gathered Together in my name, I am there in the midst. Amen. It's awesome. Yeah.
0: Well, I think what's so powerful about that really is our next point. Yeah, It's um, just this concept of why, of what, right? So we talked about the why, mm-hmm. and that's the power. We talked about the how, and that's the process that Jesus literally outlined for us. And thirdly, we're gonna t- talk about the what, What is community all about if people are truly still messy? And the answer to that we're calling the picture. And I want to go a little bit further. It's the big picture. It's the full picture of who God is and what he desires for us. You see, friends, if we and we've talked about it the first week, you you talked about it quite a bit. God himself is relationship. He embodied what relationship looks like, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit as the Godhead. How can we as followers, as believers in Him, how can we think that we would ever walk out this Christian life without living in relationships? How can we possibly think that we could do it alone? You know, I was reading this week and there's 59 59 places in just the New Testament alone that uses the phrase one another, meaning each other. There's no way you can live out even one another, doing one one another, right? Doing this life alone. And I think that that's so important to understand, but I want want to take you to John 13 before we close. I want you to see that Jesus explains in this passage so clearly that this idea, this picture of community, it's not just for our growth. It's not just for our strength. It's not just for us to see the goodness of God. It is for others to see who God is. And that's what we're talking about when we say the picture Right In John 13, I want you to really understand the context here because if you read a little bit before and a little after the passage that I'm going to read to you because I'm just reading a brief passage, I want you to kind of remember what's going on here. Jesus is sitting with his closest friends, his closest community that he has raised up, that he has poured himself into, that he's been teaching and really trying to help grasp this idea of who he is. And he sits with them and he predicts Judas's betrayal. So he's sitting and he's telling them because he knows that Judas is gonna betray him and he doesn't even call Judas out personally, but not specifically, right? But he predicts that. And then in a few minutes, he's gonna actually tell Peter that Peter is going to deny him. Sandwiched between these two massive disappointments, like at the end of the day, Jesus was fully God, but he was fully man. So you can't tell me that those disappointments didn't hurt him and the fact that he knew that they were coming. But sandwiched between those two brutal realities, Jesus gives this reminder to his closest friends and he underscores clearly the importance of community. Look with me, John 13, verses 34 and 35. Jesus is speaking to him, to them, right? And he says, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. Now remember, he just said that Judas was gonna betray him and he's still sitting there still accepting Judas, still wanted him there. Just shocking, right? And he keeps saying, so you must love one another. Now, verse 35 is where I really want you to focus. By this, by how you love one another, not not by how well you know scripture, not by how many people are in your service next week, not by how much money you give. Right not by whatever title you hold or how many degrees you have. He's he's telling the disciples, by this, by how you love one another, everyone will know that you are my disciples. And just so it doesn't get convoluted, he says it again, if you love one another. This community thing, friends, it's not just for your growth. It's so that other people can see the love of God so that they can see the full picture of who Jesus is and what he desires for our walk with him. I was reading this week about evangelist D.L. Moody. And I was reading about how he was in an argument. A gentleman came up to him at one of his crusades and was Engaging in an argument with him, I guess it was after one of the Crusades, and they were out in the parking lot, and the gentleman was explaining and arguing with D.L. Moody, saying, uh, "You know, I I believe that I can do this following Jesus alone," and. I read that he just kind of nodded and continued to listen to the gentleman as he made arguments and finally said, why is it that you think I can't follow Jesus by myself? Mm -hmm. And the story goes that evangelist Moody walks over to a nearby fire and he grabs the fire tools and he takes one coal out of the fire and he places it to the side off by itself. And the two gentlemen stood in silence as they watched that coal slowly burn out. And without saying anything else, the gentleman arguing with Evangelist Moody nodded to him, and he said, now I understand. And he walked away. Wow. Friends, yes, it is for our growth It's for our strengthening, it's for our power, but it's also for what we project, for what we offer to those around us collectively. The way we love each other is how individuals are going to see who Jesus is. Nothing says it better than Galatians 6.2. Galatians 6.2 couldn't be more clear carry each other's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. There's no other place in Scripture that tells us that the entirety of what Jesus has called us to, the entirety of the gospel can be lived out in any other way. What's the way? Making someone else's burdens your own. So
1: good. Hey, so the question is, why engage in community? Even with the reality that people are messy, well, it's the power. It's the power in numbers. It's being able to be accountable with one, one, one another, mm-hmm. get encouragement from one another, stick together, mm-hmm. and that's just that's that's the beautiful thing about community mm-hmm. is that we have each other's backs. There's power yeah. in it. Why? 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 How, how can we really walk in community? Well, it's the biblical process meaning speaking truth in love. Because if we do it that way, the way Jesus taught us, Mm -hmm. that's where the real healing comes. It it, it doesn't come come when we just pretend nothing's wrong and all that kind of stuff, that we're afraid to deal with it. That just festers, Mm -hmm. grows into a cancer, and that really gets messy. Speaking truth in love. It's the biblical process, and then you just said it so well. Also, it's the picture. Only in unity can we truly see the truly, the, the, the portrait, the full picture yeah. of Jesus to a hopeless world. My friend right now, uh, we just wanna close in prayer, wherever you're watching from right now. And maybe you're like, JF, you know what? Uh, I love the Lord. I believe in what he what He taught. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm in a relationship with the Lord, but man, this area of community, maybe I mentioned I, earlier, it's for whatever reason, someone hurt you, you had a bad experience. Can I just tell you that we've had some pretty, pretty yeah. mean people in our lives. Can I just say that? Or
0: even great people, but hurtful.
1: Hurt, Hurtful, right? right? Uh, what's the mean ones too? <laughs> I'm it's just true. saying, H- however, maybe it was just uh, something took priority in your life. Yeah. Maybe it's work or kids are growing and they're playing all, and so if soccer took over, that and all of that stuff it happens it's just a readjustment right and maybe you're here i want to pray for you because maybe you're saying jeff this is an area i tend to isolate i talked about it last week that's my nature uh you know i kind of kind of pull away from the crowd sometimes and so maybe you're here today you're like me you got to be a little bit more intentional with it i want to pray for you before i pray for that group of people maybe you're watching today you're saying man i i just want to i want to be a part of the i want to get on the team man i want to be i want to i want to follow this jesus that you're talking about because uh, it seems like this, he's got, he's got some truth that I need and maybe you're watching and you're like, maybe, maybe this is the answer for me. You're dealing with all kinds of stuff in your life like, like everybody is. But I wanna pray right now, wherever you're at. Lord, I just thank you for this time together. Lord, I thank you for this beautiful portrait, this picture uh, that you painted for us, yes. that you modeled for us, this, 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 this thing called community. Yes. You created us, God in your image and and so with that you portrayed what it looks like have how you want us to live and you want us to live with other messy people just like we're messy and sometimes we bleed on each other and sometimes we hurt each other and lord god i just pray even despite all of that uh, i pray that we would lean in and do what you've called us to do god i pray for my friend right now who's watching and they were hurt uh, there was a season in their life where they were all in. They were, they were practicing these principles, and for whatever reason, because of the mess, man, uh, they said, no way, Jose, I'm out. And they pulled back and they've been, they've been isolating and, and they've experienced even more pain in their life. God, I pray right now that you'd speak to them like you're already doing and, and draw them back into a Christian community, whether that's Pacific Coast Church or another local body, uh, local church somewhere, wherever they're watching. Uh, may they be intentional and may you bring healing to their uh, their hurts and their wounds and, and, and that you would uh, pull them back into that process in only the way that you can. Bring people to surround them. God, I pray for my friend right now. If you're watching, you, you want to say yes to Christ. You want to say, I'm going to follow Jesus. Do it right now in your own way. Lord, here's a simple idea. God, Lord, I believe in you. I receive your word. I believe in your teachings. And I want to begin a new journey. I want to take a different path. Yes. And I'm going to walk with you. Come into my life. Uh, I, uh, I ask that you begin the healing process in all the different areas. And I'm going to follow you for the rest of my life. In Jesus name. Amen, amen, amen.
0: Amen, and if you said that prayer or if you need prayer for anything right now, just text the word Pacific to 84576. We are here for you. That online connect card will literally connect you directly to our team. And we wanna make sure we resource you in any way we can. As always, we have some questions that we wanna leave with you so that you can do them in your own devotional time, your maybe journaling or even your small groups. And so maybe you want to screenshot it if you're watching this on a device or you can take a picture of it or it should be in the comments below. Number one, is there something keeping you from engaging in genuine community? If so, what is it? What might you be able to do to help change that? Number two, what is the biblical outline for the process of dealing with a brother or sister that has hurt you? is this something you practice why or why not number three how does living in healthy christian community show people who jesus is we can't wait to hear what the lord is doing in and through you this week and maybe in regard to this message also don't forget please stay faithful in your giving and make sure that you are tuning in to social media. We are prayerfully going to be able to share some awesome news in the next week or so. We love you, thank you, thank you, thank you for all you do and for staying connected. We will see you
1: next week. Next week, God bless.